What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Lasting Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Institute Relaxation, and we are back again for another episode. And for a correction, this is officially episode 50. I think I said it was 50 last episode, but it wasn't. Um, so, yeah, uh, before we get started, as always, if you guys enjoy what you hear and what you're going to hear, please be sure to share and rate and all of that good stuff. Um, but speaking on that, um, I also want to, because I've been thinking about my podcast, of course, and thinking about a lot of things, doing other podcasts for different topics and different stuff and whatever. But I need to also remember like why I'm doing my podcast and all that. Like I do want an audience because I do want to create a space for people. Like I said, for the people that felt like there wasn't nobody for them to speak for or they don't know who to speak to and whatnot. And like, they always feel like they're alone. Like, I want to make space for that. Like, we here, like, you know, we are here. We go through things, but we don't have to go through things alone because, you know, I did that and I don't want nobody else to do that. Um, granted, the personal journey is always by yourself, but to have people that can help you and understand you and empathize with you is can go a lot and that can also that also kind of gonna trickle into my topic later on in the podcast um not so much for the mental health but it can end up it can apply um so yeah i've been debating myself on like making like a group or something or like a group on facebook or something so like people who listen or whatever can have a place to talk or whatever the case is it's just the thing about me is that i'm not social media heavy that's what, like that's one flaw of mine i do a lot of things that like require me to promote on social media like my music uh my youtube videos if i'm streaming like i gotta promote it somehow but i don't like being on social media so it's like i want to create all these places but it's like to find people and i'm not there often so i don't want to feel like i'm like ignoring you guys or whatever the case is if people there people if there are people that want to speak to me so i don't know but until then um we'll just stick to this until i figure out what i'm gonna do and how i'm gonna do it um and if anyone listen that has suggestions that can somehow reach me uh yeah that'd be nice um so yeah uh Let's get into this. Uh, we on episode 50, I believe. I don't know what month it is, but I think we might be reaching two years soon. I should have looked at that. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh, don't mind me. Gonna go on my podcast site and see when did I do the because I think I did the episode either before or right after my one year um, anniversary okay so I recorded my one year well I uploaded my one year anniversary episode on the 20th of October which means going off of this um my when my upload my first episode was the 21st so the 21st of october is gonna be my second year of this 
podcast. So I don't know. Let me look at the um, sidetracking a lot. Let me look at the calendar to see how this works. All right. So the episode is not going to. I don't know when the episode, but the episode regardless is not going to fall on the anniversary date. Uh, let me see this. That. And uh, on nineteen, it will actually be on the week, so that's a good thing. It will be on the the week of the anniversary, but it'll be the nineteenth. So that's cool. Um, not bad. So I don't know what I'm gonna do for that episode, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Got time for now. So yeah, um, what I've been up to, uh. Not a lot, but maybe a lot. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe not a lot to speak on it, but been doing a little things aside from working. Um, so starting with video games, um, for the most part, I still just been on Apex. Um, I recently used to started playing Fortnite again. I started playing with my nephew because um, like all he because <laughs> all he plays. So we playing that. Got some victories together. That was fun. Um, they put uh, Dragon Ball Z because um, the film just recently came out. I think yesterday. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna talk about it later. Uh, but but I'm not gonna talk about it in depth because I did not watch it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so they put the uh, Dragon Ball Z character. They put Goku, Vegeta, um, Beerus, and Bulma. Um, and they added like you could use the Kamehameha mid fight and use the Nimbus Cloud. So, it's cool. No, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Apex, on the other hand, is still the same thing. You know, every time I play with randoms, I get played with, I get paired with people that just played the game for the first time or they just, I don't know what it is. I got paired with this one team that they spent the entire game like avoiding every fight and we made it to like the top five or top four teams and if you play in rank we're like i'm in gold and like just staying alive it, it won't cut it no more like you have to get kills so i made sure i got kills while i was on like i was like just jumping in between fights and, and ducking out because they kept on running away and i'm not trying to get jumped so I made sure I got a couple of kills. I don't even know if they got points for that match, but they didn't get no kills that entire game. Like, how y'all, y'all playing the whole game? Like, the whole point of the game is for shoot battles and all of that. And y'all just sat there and ran around the map the entire game. Like, why are you playing this game, bro? So those are the people I'm getting paired with. People who completely play the game for its opposite function. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. So I'm, like, getting hard stuck on my rank because I'm not making no progress. I would like lose a few games and I would get enough points to get it right back. So it felt like I basically ain't been doing nothing. So that's a waste. Um, aside from that, uh, still I'm deciding on my main game. I'm thinking about trying to play A Plague's Tale um, because the sequel is coming out. I have not ever heard of the game before, but I've been hearing that it was actually pretty good and for it to get a sequel must say something. So. I want to try it and see if it's it worth being hyped for the sequel when it comes out. Um, Saint Row, I don't know if it came out 
today or yesterday. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of streamers been playing it and YouTubers talking about it for like today, mainly today. So I don't know if it came out today um, or they got an early copy or something. I don't know. I'm not keeping up with that. I was never really into Saints Row. So it was, you know, it was GTA gang out here. Um, I tried, which one was it? I think it was Saints Row 2. And I, I, the controls was the first thing that, that messed me up. Like the controls were different from the typical Grand Theft Auto. Like most games, like even if it's not Grand Theft Auto, most games that do like open world, third person type games or whatever, like they usually follow the same control scheme and Saints Row does a whole different control scheme. So it's like, you gotta learn how to play the game while adjusting to whatever the story is and all that so it was like it was too much like and yeah i don't know i didn't care <laughs> so at first so this game was weird because um when it first got announced a lot of people didn't like it they didn't like how it was looking they were looking like oh <laughs> like it was just they like because the game was originally about gangs and all of that and now the, the characters looking like a bunch of hipsters or whatever quote unquote um so people weren't really looking forward to it and then they released a video that talked about his customization and everything and everybody was like oh this might actually be good and now the game is out and i've seen a couple of video thumbnails and titles that seems like the game is not looking good at all so i'm gonna probably watch some videos to see what's going on with that game because like i said i'm most likely definitely not going to get it regardless but just to see what why would like the this is a roller coaster with the game like first of like nah this game don't look good then like oh maybe it's promising it might be a sleeper and then it comes down like nope we were right it was whack so we'll see um what's going on with that game um i don't know what else is coming out <laughs> um like i don't i don't know if i have a list anywhere i need to figure out my game like things that i'm looking forward to also because it sucks because i want to play more multiplayer games mainly co-op games but um what you call it most of the people i play with they just like i said uh, it's the reason why i went on cyberpunk like most of the people i play with just keep playing the same two games over and over it was like uh what happened to the good old days when we used to have like at least four games and i like no that was like in our tuck of like you know this is what we always play even though we had also our side games as well like thinking of like i'm just sitting here thinking about like when's the last time these dudes played a campaign <laughs> like i'm seriously sitting here thinking about this like these dudes i don't like and i don't want to be like uh like no like you no know, their experience is their experience but i don't i don't want my friends of my group to fall into the stereotype of not of getting older and you no know, society is like crushing your motivation and your drive to do your hobbies the way you used to do it like all i got time for is to boot up warzone and apex and play a couple of games and just turn my brain off it's like nah man like gotta enjoy your hobbies bro like this is what your life is about. Your life is not about working and trying to fulfill status quo and be part of society. Like doing what you like while you hair, doing things that you love while you're here. If you can't 
have time to do it and something is taking up your time it might not be work but it could be something else that's inter- interfering with your life like you gotta know how to manage your time and your hobbies and whatnot and my problem is i have too many hobbies and too many things that i like to do that i can't figure out which one i want to do first <laughs> i still want to write stories i like so i still want to find another game to play um i'm gonna go into my next topic or the next thing i did recently like there's a bunch of stuff that i've been like i like to do and it's like which one to do first so that's my dilemma <laughs> um but yeah um i've been watching some gaming lore stuff like fnaf um i pretty much know the lore but i was like some stuff wasn't making sense and i'm seeing that most of the community kind of are on the same agreement that the game kind of ends at i think it's ultimate custom also i don't know what's the name of the game i never really played them um i think it's ultimate custom night or something like that but they, they say the game ends there and then like the next three games that came out afterwards is just honestly there for no reason like it's just ruining the story and and all of that so seeing like with how people place the timeline and the story and whatnot and figuring out what is really happening with the game um so and i also watched the tekken video um Funny enough, I feel like this is one of those things that's like, well, maybe one of those things where, you know, your devices are spying on you or whatever. So a friend of mine actually sent me um, a trailer for Tekken 8. I think it's 8. I didn't even know it was coming out. <laughs> um, so he sent me the trailer of it and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I never really, I was never really into Tekken. I only played like Tekken 2 and Tekken Tag. Um, and I think, I don't know which one it was, but it was one on like the PlayStation 3 era that it was like a free to play Tekken game. Uh I think that was it. Um so funny enough then I got recommended a video that basically tells the whole Tekken storyline and the whole lore and where everything takes place and what's the story about cuz I know I follow um when it comes to fighting games I follow um what you call it? Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. So like, I kind of know what those lores are about. So I don't know what Tekken was about, especially cause I, I know one thing I always ask, I don't know what game it was. I think it was one, I think it was a Tekken game for the PSP. My friend had back in 2006, I want to say, cause that's when the PSP was like really popping. Um, I don't know what Tekken game it was. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, apparently there was a Tekken 6 game for the PSP. That's... Hmm. So it could have been that game. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I saw him playing it, and I knew of the characters, but I didn't really know... Like I said, I didn't know, like, the storyline and the lore and, like, people... Oh, this one called Tekken 5, Doc. It might have been that one, to be honest. Yeah, because I'm seeing the cover art. So this one had um, Jin and it had Devil Jin as a character. And I'm like, like, what is this? Like, <laughs> like I know the Street Fighter has um, like Evil Ryu and whatnot. So it's like, yeah, I guess like him having a dark power that 
kind of possess him or whatever it's the same story but like to go into a full-fledged demon like i don't know <laughs> so I'm like what what is the story here so watching the tekken story and realizing how small it is if that makes sense so the story despite having all of the fighting characters of the whole roster the story really revolves around five people max um which is i don't know names i'm not gonna butcher, butcher names uh looking at some names here there's like i said there's jen but he comes in what tekken three i think maybe tekken two so I thought he was actually the main character of the whole franchise, to be to be honest. But I didn't realize that he actually came in late. Well, not late, but you know, like late. <laughs> so the story was mainly over um, Heihachi, Heihachi, um, his son. I don't know his name. He used, he's the one uh, Kazuya. Then eventually it goes into Jin, and who else? Uh, feel like there's some people that's like always there. I want to say Paul because his story is interesting, and I want to say I want to say that's about it. Um, and as the storyline keeps going further, it just keeps getting confusing of what. But for the most part, it's those four people who's like the main focus of the story. Um, so the whole story is almost similar to street fighter in a sense so the uh heihachi starts up a tournament because he's like oh i want to find the strong fighter or whatever um and the story actually goes in before that because you know just the story of him throwing his son off the cliff <laughs> um but he's like oh like i want to find strong fighter so he hosts the tournament and his son, no, this was when he was younger. So this is like 20 plus years now. His son's like, oh, I survived. So now I'm coming back for you. So they do the whole tournament and the father and son are the final fighters. And I think Hazia won, won the first fight. And I think they've just been taking turns on just throwing each other off cliffs. <laughs> um, and the only reason why Paul is like a pivotal character is because he almost in every um, tournament, he actually makes it to like the final and he always like loses or some, something happens that disqualifies him. Like one time he got stuck in traffic, so he didn't make it to the fight in time. But the fact that he's like there on par with these dudes, but he never gets his moments to shine. Um, it's just it's just a big story of revenge. The family trying to take revenge over the father, um, and Jin is actually the son of Kazuya. So Heihachi is the grandfather of Jin, and they just like hate each other, and they trying to take over the company and then rule the world. And it's just bunch of weirdness but the story mostly focus it just keeps revolving around those three for the most part and it's like what's all these characters like they all have stories but they don't matter so i don't know <laughs> fighting games story that's why we don't really sit there and focus on the lore funny thing is that the lore and the first like the first two or three second games you had to find them out by reading it like there was no like cutscenes or nothing so they even had a hard time just like telling you what's going on but 
yeah um so that's the video games um for music this one is kind of short um i don't really like i said i'm not really out here listening to a lot of new music um i just listen to music to get me through the day for the most part um especially because most of my podcasts people that i've been listening to haven't been uploading lately um so need something to keep me busy but um i do want to talk about um i finally after like a month and a half of waiting well not even waiting like i ordered it like a month and a half but i just like all right when it comes it comes i haven't been focused on it so um yesterday i came home and saw this box like stuffed into my um my mailbox i don't know why they put it in the mailbox but whatever um and I was like, oh, I know what this is. So I finally got my, this is a collection. This is something I wanted to start, like, to, like, there's a few things I want to start collecting now that I'm, like, I got my own place. So this is one of the things I want to start collecting, um, which is music vinyls. So I got my first vinyl ever to, uh, yesterday, which is from a rapper who, like, <laughs> at this point is, like, He's like the only, the only rapper I've been supporting. Like I bought his um his Cerebral Apex album. The rapper I'm talking about is Novelist. Um, he's a Detroit rapper. He originally started off with his group Clear Soul Forces. That's how I found about him. And then at some point they all like you know they started doing this solo thing. And at first I didn't I didn't really focus on him that much. Um, but. So when he dropped his first solo project, uh, which was Prime or Rhyme, one of them, how was it? Prime is, um, what you call it? Royster 5-9 and DJ Premier. But he made his was Rhyme. Um, and I didn't listen to it the first time it came out. So I was like, cause like I, said, I, I, I was, I didn't, I, I didn't take to his style the most when I, when I first listened to the group. But then he made um, his next project uh, was Tsunami Tsunami. So I'm like, oh, I'm interested in the name <laughs> because I know their style. Like they rap about like, they know how to intertwine like pop culture reference into their music. So they talk about wrestling and anime and comics and all of that. So I'm like, oh, you dedicating an album to Tsunami. I'm like, I'm interested. So just hearing, especially the beats, like, it was dope and hearing the references and hearing his style i started to, like i started taking more like into his style so i've just been following his music ever since and it was 2016 or 17 i want to say 17. um i had dropped my project um this was my this was actually my return to rap because i actually stopped rapping back in like 2015. so this is my return back to rap. I dropped the project, pretty excited about it, but it, it is what it is. And like literally a few days after he dropped Cerebral Apex and I'm, and I listened to it and I'm like, bro, like that entire album and like inspired me to want to make another project because I felt like I have two one up now. <laughs> so, I this project I feel like I told the story but whatever um the next project I did came on 2020 so this was like th- it's a three-year gap but 
within that three years, that one album was the reason for the existence of me making that next album. So I held on to that album for three years as motivation to make this next project. Um, and he been making more projects within the time as well. So, so he recently dropped, uh, like in the beginning of the year, he dropped um, Book of Changes. This was actually a dope album. I think it was a collaborative effort with um, the producer Dixon Hill. Um, so all the beats was made by Dixon Hill and he raps over them. Um, and the way that the beats are done is like they transition into each other like perfectly. So it's like one listening experience, which I like that. I wanted, that's why I kind of wanted to do that with my project that I just dropped recently. Um, but like I said, that one, they come out quite exactly how I wanted it to come out because of a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, so I was listening to his podcast and when he announced that, you know, he was finally going to start dropping the vinyls for that album, I'm like, oh, like I immediately like went and ordered it. And like I said, for like a month and a half, it finally came. So that's that. If you don't listen, well, I won't say if you don't, <laughs> if you want a rapper to listen to, if you looking for a new rapper, um, and he's not your conventional uh, trap rap or hype rap talking about how much clothes they got, how much money they got, whatever. Um, I definitely recommend Novelist um, and and his group, Clear So Far, even though they're not, uh, apparently they're not making no more albums together, um, but their projects are, are classic. Like, they're, they're timeless. You can listen to all of them. Um, they're dope. And... Yeah, so and that's the beginning of my vinyl collection. It's a lot of vinyls I've been wanting, and my only concern is if they are even around because I listen to a lot of like underground type music or whatever. So if they do vinyls, it's like it's usually a self-made thing, like no company are backing them. So we'll see. Um, also been thinking about if I want to do like an album review section or a segment on this podcast, like, cause I was also thinking about if I want to make a video on my YouTube channel, doing like my top five or top 10 hip hop albums or just albums all together. Um, so I don't know uh, if you guys are interested in hearing some of my favorite albums and I review them. Um, yeah, I might do that. Who knows? We'll see. But that's mainly it for the music section. So, like I said, it wasn't really much. Just got a new vinyl. So, I'll start my collection. And, yeah. Um, so, going on to my multimedia section. You know, films and all of that stuff I'll be watching. Um, so, this is one of the next things I wanted to do. Um, the moment I saw the trailer for Clerks 3 came out. And I was excited, um, which is a weird reason to be excited because of my history. But I'm explain. Um, so Kevin Smith, um, he made a lot of movies, but he made he also has like a, a film universe as well, like where all the movies kind of tie in into an overall universe. And this started in um, what year did Clerks One come out? One is 
It was in the 90s. I don't know. 94. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, he's, so this is way before MCU and all of that. Um, he started Clerks. Um, this was like his debut film. Um, and the film was like, this is like, because it, it was an indie thing. And, you know, because of budget, he filmed it in black and white because I guess he didn't have money to film it in color. <laughs> so, and a lot of people was like, a lot of people like kind of hail hail it for like that aesthetic because it's like I don't know because it kind of like I don't know it captures the story and like you know the emotion of how everything feels and even the acting like like you can feel like it's indie uh, like it's just like a group of friends that got together and made this good movie like it's just budget enough that it got you know it was made into the theaters but not budget enough to get the high quality production so um funny enough i never watched the first clerks so all right so the whole universe i think there's multiple stuff but for the most part it's like six movies or seven i don't know if clerks three is making a seven now but the first three movies i've never watched which was clerks one Rats and Chasing Amy. I never watched those movies. Um, then there's Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, and Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Um, I've watched all of those. <laughs> uh, so I first watched Dogma when I was young and because not understanding like the universe so i didn't know anything about the universe aspect of it which is funny because it's kind of a good movie to start on if you were to just throw yourself into it because the only reference so all right the only reason why for the most part like in a physical aspect <laughs> that the, like the, this movie exists in a universe is because of um like a restaurant chain which is called movies it's just like a fast food restaurant company and whatever. So they are referenced in Dogma um, and two main characters that's like in every movie, which is Jay and Silent Bob. They've been in every movie. And that's how you know, like, this is one connected universe because they there. That means what, what they've been in before happened as well. And they reference some of the characters by name and by, oh, remember this time when this dude did that? But Dogma don't really reference those moments a lot. So that's why it was a good, um, it's a good starting point if you was to just jump into it. But Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is like one of my favorite movies of all times. And now knowing what I know is to realize that that movie was actually supposed to be the end of that universe. So this so he basically took like everything from all the previous movies all the casts from the previous movies and put them all into this one movie and i didn't understand the references i didn't understand why there was one one actor playing two different people <laughs> because he likes to recast most of his people so I didn't understand like why don't they recognize that this dude that y'all literally just met him in the beginning of the movie and y'all act like I don't know him, but it's not known that he's two different people. 
Um, so I didn't understand the references, and but I still loved the movie. Um, I had that movie on um, VHS, and my mom used to hate me watching that movie because if you know anything about James Hollabob, Jay has no filter when he speaks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, most of the movies is like no filter too, but Jay is like the epitome of just walking like just saying anything that's offensive <laughs> um but yeah and then so i didn't understand the references and whatnot then i watched clerks 2 only like a couple of times because I, like, I didn't watch the first one so i wasn't gonna be invested in the sequel because i thought like i said i didn't know about the universe so i thought no you just had to watch clerks 1 and clerks 2 to understand the story but you know, so I was like, I ain't gonna care too much about it because I don't know what happened in the first Clerks to understand why Clerk 2 even exists. So that's that. And then I watched the Jane Silent Bob reboot, which of course, no, cause that's the sequel to my favorite movie. And they kind of did a similar thing too, where they put all the characters in like all the previous movies into this one movie. But at this time I kind of knew who most people were. Like I said, I still haven't watched Clerks one, Maul Ryan chasing Amy, but all the other characters that have been in the movie or that I've seen before, like, oh, I've seen this person in the first James Hollabob movie, but I didn't understand the character. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I finally decided to, like, take a week to watch the entire um, film universe. And, and uh, I mean, I want to say chronological order, but the chronological order is not really that serious. Um, so when the movies came out, it was Clerk 1, Maul Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jane Salabot, Strike Back, Clerks 2, Reboot, and now Clerks 3. The only thing that's in the timeline that you got to flip is Maul Rats and Clerks 1. Um, canonically, Maul Rats happens first, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so I watched it like that. And funny enough, because it kind of, um, I want to say Chasing Amy, if you watch Chasing Amy after you watch More Rats, it, may, it makes, it kind of fits that More Rats kind of happened first, the way um, they mentioned that movie and Jay referenced um, that moment. Um, but I think More Rats and Dogma are kind of like the most like they don't really like only a character or two would come back from that franchise but not this but they don't mention the overall story um and i know uh, more rats is kind of like kevin smith weakest movie in the universe the whole universe um so yeah so um started with more rats um that movie i can see what was wrong with that movie because the the movie, the title of the movie doesn't fit with the story they were trying to tell. Unlike Clerks, because the movie is about, you know, two clerks and their life and the stuff they do while they're at work. So the concept of mall rats are people who just go to the mall just to hang out. Like they don't shop or nothing like that's just like their safe haven. Like they don't want to go home. They just go there just to chill. Um, so they refer to them as more rats. Um, but the story is a love story and it does not focus on the concept of more rats at all. It just happens to take place in a mall. That's the whole thing. Um, 
And of course, the weird thing is that the universe is supposed to take place in New Jersey because that's where um, Kevin Smith is from. But um, some of the locations are somewhere else. So I was trying to look for like, cause um, I'm in New Jersey myself. So I was like trying to look for like any place. Cause they mentioned um, malls that I've been in before, um, such as Menlo Mall, but they, I, they didn't film it in New Jersey. So <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, so yeah, so that's the Mallrats is a love story. Um, like I said, they don't really reference um, that story too much, but one character from Mallrats makes his way into other movies down the line. Then the first Clerks happen, um, Jay and Salabob. So Jay and Salabob go from the mall to hanging out in front of the store. And that's like kind of like their trademark, just always hanging out in front of the store and dealing drugs. <laughs> um, and the story focuses around these two clerks, one who works in a movie, uh, like a movie rental place, and the other one works at a convenience store. And they just get into a bunch of shenanigans throughout the day. And it kind of talks on the, it touches on the story of I don't want to say it's not a midlife crisis, but like a early life crisis, like that moment when you are in college or just about to get out of college and you're not sure what you should be doing with your life. So the story focuses on um, the main dude who works in the who works in the store, and he's just like always so negative and so down. Um, the movie starts off with him being off. And he gets called in and that's like that becomes like his um his cash phrase throughout the universe is that i'm not i'm not even supposed to be here today <laughs> so like he says that in like almost every movie so he gets like a cameo um so he gets called in on his day off so his day is already ruined um and then he deals with his friend being a nice he got one of those friends that's just like he just tells it how it is. He don't care how you feel. Like he would just tell you, like if your life sucks, he'll tell you. <laughs> so he likes to rub things in his face and just make it hum down. And then he has a girlfriend who's like constantly trying to like boost him up and tell him like, yo, you should go back to college. Like I don't know why you dropped out. She even transferred college to a closer college so that it would motivate him to go to college together. And he was still like, no, I don't know. It's not for me. Blah 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 you know uh, and it's like he just he just has no clue on what he wants to do with his life and then he deals with another issue with an ex and he still has feelings for her it's just a big mess <laughs> but it's, it's a good story though like because it's like genuine for people who actually go through those things and like like i said despite the budget choice like the black and white and the indie feel of it, it makes it feel genuine because it feels like these are real people who are like really going through these things. But yeah. <laughs> uh, then it goes into Chasing Amy, which is interesting story. Um, this guy basically falls in love with a girl who they went to high school together, but they never really crossed path until like 10 plus years later, they finally met again. Um, and they both are like comic book artists and but uh, the main male Ben Affleck um, his comic is a little more um, what it was like it's more mainstream so that's why they don't cross path because he's usually at like bigger 
conventions compared to where she had. So it's one time that he actually went to like a lower place and she happened to be there. Um, and he ends up basically falling for her, but finding out that she's um, a lesbian and he's like trying his hardest just to be a friend, but it hurts him because like I'm falling in love with this girl, but I gotta be a friend because she's into girls and they finally he finally confessed and they have a moment and they finally give it a go and it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot um dogma is the odd one out and i think this is the most controversial one <laughs> um the story of two angels who got casted out of heaven um and they're their punishment is basically to live. Um, they got casted. They got casted into Earth to live out the rest of Earth um, humanity. Like they're, they got sit there through all of that. Like they they can't die, but they got sit there and live through the entire existence of Earth. Um, and they finally found like a loophole that they can make their way back into heaven. But what they don't know is that if they are to do that, that means that would prove. Um, God's rule as wrong and if you basically disprove God wrong then that means you disprove it's like you know everything that was created through God so reality will cease to exist if they ought to go back to heaven and that's just the whole story of that <laughs> and mind you that Jay and Salabob are in all of these movies and they are going through all of these things <laughs> um and then James Halabar strike back. They finally got their movie. And like I said, this was supposed to be the end of the thing. So that's why the movie, that's why it was supposed to finish with these two. Because they were always the side characters. And now they are the main characters of their own movies. So this movie is kind of like a combination of everything for the most part. But it kind of leads directly from Chase and Amy. Where... Um, the main character, the comic book that he was writing is called <laughs> Blunt Man and Chronic, which is like a spinoff of Batman and Robin. But the characters are modeled after Jay and Silent Bob. And um, Hollywood uh, basically purchased the rights to that comic so they can make a movie. Uh, and they, and the story is basically they want to shut the movie down because a lot of people have been bad mouthing them and they don't like, you know. They've run in our names and whatnot, so they're going to go to Hollywood to stop the film from happening. And that's that. <laughs> uh, Clerks 2, I mean, this one is more of a midlife crisis, kind of. So this one is different from him. So, yeah, so it, it goes off of like him, not uh, the main character, like he's been working in this convenience store for 10 years and he still haven't figured out what to do with his life and somehow he just end up getting lucky with finding a woman who wants to marry him they engage and her parents is like oh we're gonna get you guys a house you're gonna move to florida i have a job lined up for you so it made it so he got basically sold this life that seemed like it was like the you know the status quo like oh i'm married i have a house i have a better job than working a convenience store which in this movie he works in a fast food restaurant <laughs> um and all his friends is like bro like this is not you like you know like this is not what you want and you don't know you're leaving your life behind for a life that 
that's technically not for you. Like you're kind of just being thrust into this. And the woman that he actually does have feelings for is like, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know why you're going over there. Like, it seems like you're not in love with her the way that you should be. And he's having doubts and all of that. And that's the whole story of that. And then the Jane Silent Bob reboot is <laughs> what it sounds like. It's basically the retelling of the same story of the Jane Silent Bob movie. But it's a reboot. So they are going to reboot that movie <laughs> that they tried to make last time. And Jane Silent Bob are going to go back to stop it again. <laughs> and that's it's basically that but of course there's more to it but that's basically what that is and then we're gonna get clerks three um this year um so <laughs> that's where we are that was a lot i wasn't expecting to do a whole timeline run but yeah if you guys are into those kind of movies i don't even know how to explain it because for the most part they're kind of like i don't want to say cheesy comedy like they're, they're it's a specific style of comedy like for the most part it's kind of unfiltered like i said especially with james alibab um they say a lot of offensive things and wild things and a lot of weird and wild stuff happen in the movies but some of them have some decent messages like the first clerks movie chase's name has a good one like the concept of what love is and what what is you know because they were trying to explain when he was trying to have a conversation with her about like what is sex because he like still were like you can't have like the way his his mind was like oh you can't have sex with another woman because sex is penetration and it's like no that's just like you know what society just tells you like just because you can't. it's just a whole it's a good story especially come um dealing with like today issues now that the lgbtq um, thing is more prominent um and they all there's also a character that they deal with um there's a black character who makes comic books and he has to portray himself as like this strong pro-black you know the white man is the devil type guy to sell his comic books and then whenever his fans is not around the truth is that he's actually a gay guy <laughs> um, and it's like you know i he like no i got two strikes on me like by default by being a black man and now being a gay black man so he's like i'm a night i'm a minority of a minority so i had to like put on this facade just so i can get sales and it's like it sucks um so it's like i said it's an interesting it's an interesting um topic especially seeing how far we came from that to now um so yeah if you guys are into that <laughs> uh, especially since clerk three is coming soon if you guys want to brush up on all of those movies it's a good universe um a good chunk of films um yeah <laughs> so that's what i was watching um and i also mentioned uh the dragon ball super movie came out um i don't i mean i'm probably i'm most likely gonna watch it but i'm so over dragon ball because everything is like just the same like I'm, I'm like i just be side-eyed in anybody who's still like excited over dragon ball z or who's still like hold dragon ball z in a high conversation like all the tiktoks i watch and like you know goku was the strongest in every anime universe and it's that's like the ongoing conversation like goku could beat this person or he could beat superman 
and then Saitama is the next one in the conversation. Like, uh, it don't matter, bro, because Monkey D. Luffy of One Piece is by far the greatest written shonen main character of all time. And I, as well, I said, I feel so bad for people who won't give One Piece a chance, bro. One Piece is amazing, but Luffy is the epitome of a amazing character. Because um, a lot of people will see Luffy and like write him off because he looks like the typical dorky, brainless character, basically like what Goku, especially in Super, but like luffy has a lot of morals and a lot of integrity and there's a lot of things that he's willing to do for what's important and just for what's right because i don't live bro one piece is just y'all not watching one piece man i don't know what y'all doing bro like just stop watching anime no i'm not gonna tell nobody to do that but y'all missing out definitely um and it sucks because I put like when I do my like my top five or top ten anime list, I don't put One Piece as number one, only for the reason that it's not finished yet. Um, but once it's finished, it will automatically be my number one anime of all time. Um, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to fare because Naruto was actually up there as like my top ten anime of all times at one point in my life, until. We got halfway towards Shippuden and it ended up becoming one of the worst animes I've ever seen in my life. So, so I doubt Oda is going to mess up and drop the ball with One Piece. But until it's over, I'm not going to put it as number one on my list yet. So, yeah. Um, so, um, let me stick with anime real quick. I'll go to the next one. Um, I recently purchased two volumes of the manga I was reading called Blood on the Tracks because um, for whatever reason the bookstore likes to skip volumes in their stock so I had to order these um, and I got invested quickly like I read through both those volumes within a day so now, now I gotta buy more <laughs> but if you guys are looking for a manga to read um this one is a psychological thriller is the best way i want to describe this um i don't want to say horror but um this one as i'm reading if i can like summarize the story is about um this kid um and his mother um and the mother is, seems to be like very overprotective of her son and it's like you know she's always trying to protect him and like be there for him but be not understanding why like the the manga starts off in like a flashback um when they were when he was young and they was walking and he, he saw a cat laying down and he thought it was like sleeping so he went to go pet it or whatever and mom was just watching and he was like oh the cat feels cold and I, I don't know if it was him or his mom like oh is it dead and then he was asking his mom like why is it dead and we never like like she never gave gave an answer like it always cuts off and 
I don't know, like if something happened at that moment that kind of like changed her perspective or whatever, but it just seems like that moment for some reason always resonated with them because they show that scene a couple of times in the manga. Like every time he's like having a dream or a quote unquote nightmare where he would have this dream again of seeing the dead cat and she would never tell him like why is that and i don't know for some reason something must have happened at that point in time so that's what we start reading so yeah so all his not his friends but mainly his family members are usually like mock him like oh look at you look at her like she's always so protected of him like he would trip or something and she like immediately like just playing on to him so that he won't fall and everyone's just like bro like relax he's not gonna die or something <laughs> so like yeah and then it takes a wild turn, which I could I'm not gonna spoil. So it goes from there. Um, it's I don't know how to portray this. It's, this is a story of on on. I don't want to say, but I, I want to say it kind of is abuse, more so a mental and emotional abuse of like trying to like convince your son that. You should always listen to your mother. What your mom says is right. You know, don't go against your mom. I'm always there to protect you. No one else is. No one cares about us. It's always gonna be me and you. And she's like constantly, she's like over sheltering him. So for people who have dealt with things like that, with you know being over sheltered with their family and parents or whatever, um, might be something for you unless you of course don't want to reawaken any trauma <laughs> so but yeah um and this is the same manga the what the mangaka um that made um flowers of evil that's a manga i recommended before um it also has the anime and the live action movie um i'm kind of like enjoying their work i saw another manga that they actually working on too that i'm interested in so i might watch read that one too so i don't know i am enjoying this specific person's work um they seem to take like a dark turn on like legit topics or legit issues so i like it um so one quick thing i have not watched the episode i don't like i said i've been I've been saying it like almost every episode now that my, you know, my situation with the MCU is shaky. Um, so as of yesterday, I want to say yesterday or the day before yesterday, I don't remember. Um, She-Hulk first episode finally dropped. Um, and I don't want to say mixed reviews. Um, I haven't really seen anything great talked about it. Most of the YouTube videos I've seen seems to be negative. And a lot of people were like, oh, this is the death of the MCU, or this is, you know, the woke agenda or whatever, and whatever. So it seems the issue with She-Hulk, which I watched one video and they put like some clips into it to like kind of emphasize the point. So the issue with She-Hulk seems to be the whole, uh, I don't want to say agenda, but the Hulk situation of, you know, women have it harder than men and we deal with a lot more than you guys so her dealing with becoming the hulk and why she's able to control it easier than bruce is because we have so many years of trauma to deal with so we've been it's like we've been trained to become hulk in a sense and it's like 
<laughs> my thing is like you know i don't know i'm not here to say who's right or wrong or put anyone down like i also like to advocate for my for females too more so black women uh but trying to compare real life situations with comic book stuff is where it gets shaky because what are we comparing like you're comparing the gender of the women race compared to Bruce and if you guys follow if we just talk about the MCU alone we follow you know the first Incredible Hulk movie where this man was literally a fugitive in his own country so he had to flee and live in Brazil the man had to give up his entire life because of his accident and turn into the Hulk and deal with not being able to control the Hulk because of everything you know if I get too excited this happens you know he has to give up his love life which seems to be the opposite of She-Hulk even in the comics like they oh like She-Hulk is like I don't want to say over sexualized but like her sexuality is kind of like a good focus like she's very sexual and she's like confident in her sexual uh, nature even as Hulk um, and like Bruce is like bro like if we are to assume ever since he transformed into the Hulk he's probably never had a sex life since and that was one thing that he talked about with um with Black Widows like you know, I can't provide you with the family. I can't give you that life because, you know, if I turn into the Hulk midway, like, <laughs> that, it's a wrap. <laughs> so it's like this man had to sacrifice so much personally and she just throws it in his face like, well, women. And it's like, what does this have to do? <laughs> it's like, bruh, like, yeah. Because in the, in the problem is that they, they, Made, they put examples in the show like you know literally her first time when she turns into the Hulk is because of dudes hitting on her compared to the first time we saw him turn into the Hulk is because a group of people are trying to jump him and a trained force military group are trying to kill him and he's trying his best to stay calm while being pursued because if he runs too much and his heartbeat goes too much he has to stop running for a little bit and take a breather to calm himself down it's like this man's fighting for his life and her trigger was hey babe what you doing out here you want to come hang out with her and she just freaks out and turns into the hulk and i'm like <sighs> so i can understand where people are like bro Stop trying to throw this agenda of what people like to call the MCU, <laughs> where they like trying to put so many fo focus on the female characters and the importance of women um, and their things. Like, y'all don't need to shove real life stuff into our face for us to understand. That's why I like. Uh, that's why I like the uh, the Kate Bishop story and and Hawkeye because. Her story really didn't have nothing to really do with being a woman or not. It was she saw Hawkeye like um in during uh the attack on New York. Like, no, there's Iron Man, there's this Thor, there's a Hulk, she's seeing all this wild stuff. But nope, her 
focus went to seeing this one dude flying a alien invasion with just a bow and arrow and that motivated her to want to be able to protect her family and she followed in his footsteps in becoming a trained archer as well as taking martial arts as they showed like a I don't say a montage but they show like you know they were showing all her what you call it her, her achievements like all the trophies she won for martial arts and archery and whatnot so they were showing like you know she sat there and you know she worked on her craft and got better to become a protector for her family she didn't know in the case of another alien event happens she wants to be able to protect her family the way hawkeye was protecting everybody in new york so simple last story like <laughs> like it has nothing to do with oh a man was doing it so i would do it better because i'm a, like no it had nothing to do with that so <laughs> yeah that's the situation with and that's why i don't know if i want to watch the show if that that's the opening that's the first show that's supposed to hook us in if that's what's going to be throughout the entire show like no <laughs> i don't I don't want to feel terrible about being a man, which is going to lead into my main topic uh, <laughs> um, today. Um, ooh, this is going to be a lengthy one, it seems. <laughs> my fault for talking about uh, movies for a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, that's situation. Uh, <laughs> right. So I guess I'm going to go into the topic. Let me take a quick sip here. All right. So I got two topics one is real short but I, i've been listening to different podcasts and other stuff and reading stuff too and the topic kind of came to me and i was like i want to slightly just touch on it and then i'm gonna talk about the main main topic um so the concept of television um television programming um the literal term of it of being programmed through television and media um the way we are being forced to see things a certain way and observe things a certain way through what's being fed to us through media and whatnot and one thing that i one thing i always saw like this is like back in like even in high school like when i used to watch like certain reaction videos of people like oh we're reacting to Japanese commercials. I don't know if you ever see them. Like, like Japanese have like a weird way of like, well, I don't want to say a weird, a unique way of promoting or advertising their their products. Um, and just watching like people like, oh, like look at this, so weird. Like, why are they doing all this weird stuff? And it's like, who are we? You know, it's like it's one of those things. Like, who are we to say what's weird and what's not? Um, because, like, you know, we are shown what we are shown. Like, when we look at different cultures and whatnot, we are led to believe that they are a certain way and a certain lifestyle. But the thing is that we're actually the isolated ones. It's like we're the ones who sit here laughing at different cultures for being weird, but they laughing at us for being ignorant because they're not being we're not being told what's real and that's my thing and the next thing is for the most part is because of the culture situation like america as a whole does not have a culture because of the terrible history like 
you know, culture was being robbed and erased throughout our history. And I tried to implement something different. And it's like, we dealt with so much diversity and so much, you know, segregation and who culture is right, who's really American and who's not. And that's the problem. So we don't, we don't know. We don't know what's right and wrong because we have no culture. We have nothing to, no solid foundation. So when we are fed certain things through our media and the things we see, we think like, oh, this is us. This is our culture. And then we look at different cultures. It's like, oh, these guys are weird. But it's like, these guys have their foundation solid, like through history. Like they can go back so far in the history timeline for us with America, like for the most part, you know, usually it kind of cuts, it kind of starts off with the whole Christopher Columbus thing and the shit that he did. And then a big time gap into uh, slavery and a big time gap into civil war, time gap into a lot of wars. <laughs> and it's like, we have no legit foundation. It's like, you know, the Chinese can go so far back into dynasties and their history where emperors were dictating and whatnot. Like they can go that far back. We don't have none of that. So like, who are we to sit here and keep acting like we're the superior culture, we're the superior place and we don't have no foundation of our own. And we're sitting here just judging other people. Um, <laughs> that's my little quick something I just want to get out there um, like just be more open minded people just you know stop being persuaded by things you see through media and whatnot get your own thing and that's my thing <laughs> I know he's probably gonna listen to this and I don't want to talk about it too much but we had this we had a debate recently about a video game me and my friend and he felt like my point of view was because I was watching different media and different outlets that was like swaying my point of view was like that wasn't the case it was like i looked at a lot of things and read a lot of things and seen a lot of things to come to my own conclusion <laughs> but slow was like i'm not that no like i said with the she hulk like and and also with saying stroll like i don't like i like I see some clips and some titles that say certain things. Like I said, when Silent, when Silent Hill, when Saints Row first came out, it was a bad press. When it, then it got a trailer and it got good press. And now that the game is out, it's bad press again. And I'm like, you know, if I was to sit there and like, oh, someone would like tell me, hey, Saints Row good. I'm like, well, due to all the videos, it's terrible. Or like, I'm like, I'm seeing like, I'm just, I just point out what I see. Like, oh, I'm seeing that, you know, this is a really, you know, polarizing game. So I'm going to have to figure out myself exactly what the situation is before I can give a definitive answer. Um, I can't just tell you like, you well, due to this video right here, who's known for just saying terrible things about video games, I think the game is bad. <laughs> like, I literally, this was the fastest I ever subbed and unsubbed to somebody. This was like literally a day or two I subbed to this dude. And his whole YouTube content video is basically about him just talking crap about different people. Like at the beginning, it was kind of like I, I get it because some of the things that some people he was talking about were doing was kind of like messed up. And it was like, all right, 
to like kind of out them and put them in their place was cool but then he just started talking about everyone like oh this one dude made a minecraft video like a music video and it seemed like it was more catered, catered to kids like that's how the way it seemed to be promoted and he's just in there ragging on it like bro what is this crap and i'm like bro it's not for you like <laughs> like you can't sit here and try to evaluate everything not everything is for you so i was like yo <laughs> so i was like this is this is like i felt my soul dying watching his videos so like that's the quickest i sucked and unsubbed to somebody in my life <laughs> so yeah like i said man just try to have an open mind explore things more to come to a more definitive understanding of why things are the way it is and that's that I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, so the main, main topic I want to talk about, despite my She-Hulk situation, um, is actually catered towards my male audience, or just for men, period. But this is talk about the, the insecurities of men and things we deal with, because, you know, we need our representation too not <laughs> it's not about that the only reason why i'm not talking about females or whatever is because i would like to have a female guest here who can tell me more things so i can bounce off of her point of view and her opinion and her experience instead of me telling you guys the whole experience of a woman and i don't know anything so until I get a guest who can do that, I'm not going to speak on women issues in a deep way. I would talk about anything that happens on the surface level, but not in a deep way. So this is for the fellas. <laughs> um, so because I'm just going through the typical stuff that we all deal with, because I was having this conversation with my friend as well, like because it was interesting to see. Um, <laughs> like I said, I, I know you're going to listen to this. I'm not trying to out you or whatever, but like, it's interesting to see these things. Like he hasn't, I don't want to say an issue, but his certain, his, I guess I'm gonna say issue. Um, his issue or dilemma right now is that he wants to build more weight because he doesn't like being like being skinny. Um, and it seems like people in his life tends to like, kind of like, my come about it or whatever for being too skinny or whatever and for me it was kind of the opposite um um which is funny because when i when i was young um i was i was very skinny too but i don't know what the situation was i don't know if this was a condition or something but when i was young i actually used to like really despise eating like like i would like have a whole dinner plate in my face and i would like literally like eat like mainly just like if it's like rice and chicken or whatever i would like eat like five scoops of rice and i'd be like yo i'm done like i'm full i can't eat no more <laughs> and they would have to like sit there and like either my brother and my cousin would eat it for like you no know, for me if they like oh you don't want to say no more or they would just wrap it up and save it for the next time when i was sitting there just be eating the same dinner again because like i'm slowly eating it <laughs> um and then around 2005 2006 i just developed a strong appetite and it's funny because it was like i got sick one time and after like i recovered from my sickness i just developed a big 
appetite and I just started eating a lot and I just got like mad chunky and chubby. Um, so, and like I said, I mentioned this also before that my puberty um, really, uh, I guess it didn't hit during the typical times or it didn't hit quick enough that like, you know, most of my friends puberty hit at a certain point that mine's dead. So it was like, it seemed like I was the one who was stuck still. So it was like, being short and chunky and still looking childish and whatever so my body I couldn't grow into my body yet and whatnot <laughs> so that was my thing and then of course a lot of people in my family just mocking me for being fat and whatever and then of course eventually I grew into my body but like that was my thing so for the most part it was like oh so it's like his situation like being skinny being too skinny and being mocked for it. and me is like oh so like, like oh bro like just switch places or whatever and I'm like i mean yeah but i also feel like i mean there's two things obviously you just want to do something you no know, do something about it if you want to be skinny you no know, work out whatever you want to be well i don't no, because people's bodies are different. Um, I, I can't just say you want to be bigger, just eat. Because I have a cousin who like eats as much as me, and throughout his entire life, for the most part, his body has stayed the same. Like he never really gotten big. Um, so I don't know the proper <laughs> precautions on. Hey, I want to get bigger. <laughs> so whatever um, helps with that do that but then there's also just like you know if you're the kind of person who don't want to take those steps it's like you just gonna have to learn to just accept who you are and accept your body and you know self-love that's what it's all about like just love yourself like you need to be comfortable being in your own skin because you know this is you um, nobody else is gonna live your body for you no one's gonna live your life for you you gotta be comfortable with how you are in your life and whatnot so that's one of the things we deal with amongst many things. Um, Cause uh, like I always said, the weight, um, the next thing is height, you know? And this one also deals with when it comes to females as well. Um, you know, the trend of girls want this six foot something dude. And if they date someone who's like, if, like, if it's not a six, like they could be 5'11 or 5'10 <laughs> like if it's not 6 in their height they think that person is like straight up a midget and it's like <laughs> I don't I don't understand like what's the the lust or appeal of the 6 foot but whatever so then there's that's insecurity of the guys who's like oh man I'm not that tall like I guess the girls don't want me and we know we're not gonna be the ones who getting picked um so we deal with that and like and i don't know there's no way to make yourself taller or whatever this case is so we just got like i said again it goes into like you guys just you know learn to just accept yourself like i'm a very i guess i would say average i'm not six but i'm not amongst a lot of people either i'm like similar height or just a little bit shorter than a lot of people i know and then there's a lot of people that i see that i'm a lot taller than so i'm like at that middle level that i'm i could be taller than a lot of people or i could be just a little bit shorter than a lot of people <laughs> so i'm there well and that's mainly with men uh, females for the most part i haven't really met a lot of females that's taller than me um most is either the same size as me or shorter um so 
that's my personal experience and of course i don't know i talked to a female once who actually by um i never met her but we talked and uh, her height was she uh she was taller than me and she was talking about the like my feelings of like oh you like how would you feel about dating a woman that's taller than you and whatnot and i'm like you know at the time i was like i was unsure about it because like i said for the most part i never really met a female that's been taller than me like naturally not because no wearing heels or anything but even with that for the most part i haven't really met a lot of me females that have been taller than me so i wouldn't know um because now i mean <laughs> it's not so much about you know your height or whatever it's just so more about me being comfortable with being good enough for a woman again dealing with my own insecurities like it's not so much about me being comfortable with you being taller are you comfortable with me being shorter i guess and that's the way it usually stems from um and she also she also um told me like she has some way about dating shorter guys so i was like i don't know i think that's more of our own insecurities of if we're not so much about if we're cool with dating taller women just so much about are we like do we think we can satisfy you just through our height like are you happy with being with someone that's shorter or taller or whatever that's our mental game um so we feel intimidated because we're not sure if you are going to be happy with us so that's our situation um well for my general observation <laughs> i can't speak for all men um the next thing is <laughs> of course the typical thing the size of the man um of course i think and i say that and i think this all goes most of our insecurities of course is mainly dealt with you know trying to please and be good enough for the opposite sex like you know there's a lot of women who's just like all over the place like girls want someone that's bigger they feel like average is better we don't you know we don't know <laughs> so it's like oh like we feel like the general consensus that girls is the ones do this with bigger and who they feel like they're not big enough or whatever it's like it's not you know it's, it's so much for people who needs to like I guess be more comfortable with the person that they are with on both levels where it's like the that isn't your main thing like if you are able to still please your partner without having to be a certain size um that's not the issue so it's like it's more of a, a comfort thing because like i mean and there are those females who's like you know they could be because it's like because y'all want this and i'm not just trying to put women down but the way we look at you guys uh you ladies when we see like certain videos and people who do interviews on on females and like what they like in a woman like in a man and whatnot and they make it sound like you guys like want this build a guy 
type dude like he needs to be a certain height he needs to have a certain size he needs to be a bodybuilder type looking dude and for guys it's it could be like that for guys too but i've noticed through personal experience of like people that i've seen and whatnot that we say we want things but we have no problem settling for like the opposite or just the thing that we just never never want like i see like family members or friends that talk about these girls or when they send me pictures of girls that like look like these models or whatnot and then you see their girlfriend and it's like why isn't she like that <laughs> so it's like i don't think i think we're only led to be i think this might be a i don't know a society thing or whatever that we are again programmed to believe that we want these women that looks like models or whatever and unfortunately there's women who are programmed to think that that's what we believe and that's why they change their face and get surgery and do whatever like you know i don't really hear about guys getting surgeries to make themselves longer <laughs> in both aspects and so females deal with the situation of oh we have to make ourselves look like the ideal woman for guys but for the what the truth is like <laughs> bro we just we just admire and respect um just the woman creation so much that we don't really we aren't really picky we're just we put on the facade that we're picky we talk about we brag about wanting certain girls but deep down it's like we just love being with women regardless like and of course, I'm only speaking from the straight experience. I can't talk about guys wanting other guys. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, don't, don't, no, don't be fooled by the whole, we want this and we want that. I mean, yeah, there are people who are exactly like that. They are one track minded on what they want. Like I was one track minded on girls on certain things. Like I wouldn't date. <laughs> and I I hate saying this but at one point in my life like all I wanted all I was interested in was dating um Hispanic and Latinas when I was younger because that's what I was mostly around um growing up in my school and whatnot there was some and then the black girls that were there you know they had on the, the ghetto personality and that was like a turn off like I don't want to deal with that and then the you know there really wasn't any uh, anything else. There was no white or Asian. So like, you know, black or Hispanic, those were the only things that was at my school at the time growing up. So all I wanted know, all I dealt with was Hispanic girls. And that was even like my dad, like to this day, he still jokes about it. Like when we drive by like a certain place, a certain neighborhood that's like very like Hispanic, <laughs> like dominant. And he was like, oh, you gonna love it. Like when I was looking for my spot, and he was like, oh, you love living here, bro. Like <laughs> all these girls and I'm like, I'm like, damn, it's like, it's not even my, I'm not gonna say it's not my taste no more, but like my, my development of my, of what I, my preference in women changed so much. It's like, it's not even like that. So yeah, it went from a point where all I wanted was Hispanic. Then it got to a point where I just didn't want to date black women. <laughs> like I dated like everything else but black. And then I finally like opened up to dating like a black woman and 
had probably one of the greatest connection and the the best bond with the black woman and that kind of, that completely like broke that wall down for me to stop having like preference like it's not about the co- like it's not really about the culture but it's not like just having a deep connection with a woman period is just so important don't matter where they're from um so i learned to like cherish all females and you know all different cultural backgrounds and wherever like i'm not that picky at all <laughs> with women um so like i said that goes back into my open-mindedness too like you gotta just be, be willing to explore your options like sometimes that person that you thought you wasn't going to be with end up being like that person you vibe with the most you don't you never know um but my next ones my next points kind of this one kind of goes into more of a, I guess a mental emotional thing um you know the usual trope of you no know, men not supposed to be you know we're not not supposed to show any emotion we're not you know we're not supposed to show you show you our tears or we're not supposed to be these strong macho guys and of course that's another programming thing because we are saying hey let's believe emotions is just a female trait like no what like i ain't no that's i'm not gonna say the word but you know like uh, i ain't no b like no talking about i ain't gonna sit there and cry or whatever like well i look like man i'm tough so that's like we always refer to showing emotion as being feminine and it's like bro like you're a human being <laughs> you have personalities you have emotions it's not just catered to we either are mad or we're just happy. Like, you can be sad. You can be depressed. You can be confused. <laughs> like, you can be lustful. There's different emotions. It's not just a woman thing. <laughs> um, so we've been led to believe that we're not allowed to have diversity in our emotions. We only have to know either we're upset. We always want to be angry, want to fight somebody, or we're just there, emotionalists. You know <laughs> like yeah we're cool but yeah um that's another thing we need to break out of like it's a right to show your most show emotions it's a right to just show your humanity bro like nothing wrong with that that's why we have it <laughs> you know we we are we have things to express them if we bottle them up that's what causes mental breakdown and our mental health like we hide in things that we're not supposed to hide um so yeah, express yourself bro always no matter what way it is that's why i express myself creatively this is you no know, talking through this is exp- getting things off my mind getting things off my chest um making music you know when i'm feeling a certain way i like right <laughs> and i and the funny things like i don't think people that like are close to me out well one thing they i don't even think most of my friends and family listen to my music but if they do that's one thing and on top of that they really listen to like this songs that i make specifically talking about how much I dislike the way you guys treat me <laughs> and nobody says anything to me about it. And it's like, bro, so y'all just don't listen to my music. And then y'all be acting mad confused when I be like saying things to you guys. And I'm like, 
Like, like I've been saying this stuff. Y'all know how I felt. I don't hide my like my feelings to you guys. Like, if you're annoying, you're annoying. If you're a bad friend, you're a bad friend. I'm gonna let you know, do one way or another. And it's like, <laughs> like I don't know. So I try to express myself as much as I can. Um. Then of course. Uh, not being this one kind of goes into emotion and this one is more so like society like we're not we aren't allowed to be shown empathy so like if we are feeling sad or we feeling uh, you know depressed or whatever mostly this kind of stems from family members too if you have a father who's very stern or old school like you know you can't be like this man you can't be you know stop crying show you know like Nah, like understand why your child is feeling the same way. Understand why it's wow, why teens are always depressed and having a depressing phase and whatever. Like, stop trying to like, no, you're not allowed to do this. Like, you gotta, you know, you gotta be a man. I gotta build you up to be a man or whatever. And I'm kind of also speaking through experience as well. Um, so it's like, yeah, I gotta learn to stop trying to portray that we are supposed to be one way in this one thing for society to be accepted like you gotta be able to understand like your partner as well just goes into relationship understand your partner understand your child like they feel in a certain way understand why they feel in this way like like i said with my music if you hear me saying something in a song and i said nobody don't nobody doesn't come back on me on it it's like you not under, you're not trying to understand why I feel this way then. Like, you just think I'm just sitting here just trying to rhyme words together. I'm like, no, bro, I'm literally telling you, like, yo. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. So try to understand us more. Like, don't try to shackle what we are and how we're supposed to feel and the things we're supposed to do and whatnot. Stop letting society dictate who we are as human beings. Like, stop having so much faith and stock in this government and this system and whatnot like bro like you know god made us a certain way to be a certain way we should embrace our creation our nature like be who we were meant to be not what people are trying to force us to be and this kind of goes into my next thing which is the confusion, especially this kind of this kind of, this kind of is, is dealing with now because I've seen a lot of TikTok videos and a lot of YouTube videos and Instagram videos and a lot of this, you know interviews type videos and whatnot about you know just the whole situation like women trying to fight for like equality and, and I like I said I'm more for that and I'm cool with that but it's also trying to it, it may, it's a clash because they want to fight for our roles as men but when they have a man who won't do the roles that are as men as well they feel like they aren't men and it's like bro you can't <laughs> like you can't try to take my spot and then be upset when i don't do it like this is what you wanted why like you know and then there's the whole situation of like oh well she's the one who's wearing the pants in the relationship and it's like you know now it's like oh now i'm not a man no more it's like what is being a man it's like we are so caught up in trying to have this 
split between what we should be doing like yeah it's not the old days no more like the man just works and the woman just stays there like even in the funny thing in uh in the first clerks movie um one one of the characters talked about like you know i spent too many stuff the girl was like you know i spent too many years like going fighting for my like you no know, pursuing my education and my career only just to be married and turn into a housewife like what was the point of all these years of my life of going to school and learning and all that just so i can just hey i'm just you no know, i'm just here to cook <laughs> i'm here to clean so i understand that women should be able to do more and do whatever but we shouldn't be ridiculed when we don't do the things that y'all want to do from us as well as like you know like you gotta we have to have some kind of balance here like i understand that you don't want to be the cooking clean wife all the time that's fine but don't try to take everything away from me as well and then when i don't do enough in the relationship it's like you the one who want to do everything it's like you're not leaving room for me to do anything and if i do do anything you're gonna act like i'm trying to put you down it's like it's not like that like we need to have a balance that we need to be comfortable in what we do and how we handle our household and our financial situation um who don't know understanding who is strengths and who who weaknesses is good in certain situations if a woman is a better speaker than the man and knows how to talk like through business stuff like say you're trying to go for like a house or whatever and you know people trying to use terms and you know that your wife is like a better speaker but it's supposed to be you know the man supposed to be able to talk about this without but the next person like no you know we we're the ones who want to protect the household and we want to make sure we're doing what's right for us because like your woman is more equipped to handle the situation so let her handle it don't try to force y'all roles on each other to learn your strengths and weakness and come together no two join as one learn how to work as one no couple together i'm trying to find the word <laughs> but yeah learn how to like just unite as one entity um so yeah man just you know don't believe the hype with men also stop trying to put us down um and this, this also go with the women because as much as y'all say y'all want certain things and men and whatnot the thing the difference between men and women is that we won't go we, for the most part we won't go out there and go to extreme length to change ourselves if we want to be skinnier we'll work out if we want to be more ripped you know we lift more weights if someone wants to gain more weight and they feel like they're too skinny they do what they gotta do to gain more weight but you know women's like oh we feel like we're not cute enough or whatever we gotta put something in our face to change our face structure oh we got our guys like butts better oh i should go get me a fake butt like nah bro like learn to accept who you are love who you are be comfortable being who you are because there's only you you've been made to be you don't try to look like someone else and that's always the thing like most of these women for the most part like there's a lot of like kim kardashian replicas like a lot of girls go for that kim kardashian look and it's like she's not the end or be all of what a woman should look like she's not the epitome of the female 
species don't try to look like her <laughs> and her look is not even original too because you know when you compare it to how she used to look to how she is now it's like she altered herself to look a certain way too like stop trying to gas yourself up into trying to look a certain way and being a certain way to appeal to the next person like if we can't accept you for who you are and just love you for who you are then that's our loss like we're missing out you gotta make us feel dumb for not seeing you for who you are not seeing your worth it's like you know like i for the most part i know my worth i know what i bring in a relationship um i know <laughs> like what i'm capable of and just like you know but also know that <laughs> i also know my i don't know my cons i guess my pros and my cons i know that i'm difficult i know that i can be a lot i can kind of be intimidating to deal with but for the most part you know you're getting something with me as well that you probably won't get with a lot of guys it's like because i know who i am and i'm comfortable with who i am and i'm you know i've come to terms with who i am all men and women should come to terms with who y'all are and be comfortable with who y'all are and stop trying to portray something you're not like i said if it's something like i said not saying the small things that you can change like i said like you know my friend wants to get bigger then go ahead get bigger but he's not gonna start doing something crazy <laughs> to change his look or whatever well, i hope he's not <laughs> it's like don't take it up to drastic measures if you gotta like modify yourself through some kind of surgery or some experiment then you know that something is wrong with you specifically like more so mentally not physically it's not it's not a physical thing no more it's like you just have low self-esteem you have a huge insecurity which is the whole point of my topic and you gotta come to terms with like who you are what you like and try to come with a better solution with dealing with yourself um so yeah that's mainly it <laughs> um i feel like i was talking a lot which i kind of am with talking a lot but it's cool um it's nice uh and yeah <laughs> um so of course before we head out here um question of the day this is of course i guess this would kind of go with i was gonna i was gonna make this more towards like men but this could be for anyone um know anyone who's listening like what is what what you know what is something that you feel or something well yeah i guess what is something that you feel is your biggest insecurity like you know if you feel like you're not tall enough or you feel like you're not skinny enough or whatever the situation is like what is your biggest insecurity in life and if it's something that you can fix or if it's a mental thing like what is the precautions you're taking to deal with that like are you you know gotta come with terms like no i'm probably not gonna get taller anymore like i've already grown so i just need to be more confident and comfortable with just being the size i am like there's so many people in this world one person is gonna like you for being who you are don't have to change yourself for one person that you think might be the one if that person has 
if the person that you like has a preference that you don't fit and you feel you got to change yourself for that preference, then that person probably isn't for you. <laughs> so that's that. Um, so, yeah, as always, <laughs> if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you guys like it, please be sure to share, rate it, get more people in this conversation. Um, and yeah, uh, till next time, hope you guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Uh, summer is where well, we got probably like a good month of summer left, maybe probably sooner. Um, school for the most part is kind of starting back for some people, but it's going to be in full force soon. So we're going to get back into all of those rotations again. And yeah, man, that's it. So I'm going to get towards the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, uh, have a great day. Have a great week. And then until next time, everybody, peace.